You're listening to the Heart-Centered Service Podcast. A podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin. And I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service-based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 18 of Heart Centered Service. In this episode, we are sitting down with Kat Arapis. Um, welcome, we're excited to have you on the show. Um, Kat is a business and a life coach, and she's a finance grad with, a, with Fortune 500 experience and a year, of, a year of coaching people in launching and growing their businesses. Um, so this episode is a part of our Money for Freelancers series, where we have we're talking about topics ranging from money mindset to managing growing your businesses, managing and growing your business finances. And now we're going to combine these topics and we're going to discuss where financial literacy and uh, responsible money decisions fit in with like universal laws and law of attraction and money mindset. So this is going to be a really fun chat. Um, welcome again, Kat, to the podcast. We're excited to have you. How about you Thanks. tell us? How would you tell us a little bit about um, you and your background and then why financial literacy is so important? For sure. Thanks for having me, girls. That's awesome. So that's awesome introduction. So just to go even like a little bit deeper in what I do and even my story is I actually started out as a freelancer, but kind of stumbled into it. Um, it was it was a place in my life about a couple years ago where I was really just aching for more craving more out of my life um a nine to five wasn't cutting it staying in the country i was in wasn't cutting it i knew i wanted more i desired more but what that looked like i didn't know so i kind of had to like do that whole self-discovery process and creating space for that so came down to mexico officially two years ago now two years ago officially came to mexico and then from there that's where the whole process began. I started, you know, seeing what I liked, what I didn't like. And then it went from being a copywriter, which grew into like all sorts of freelancing and digital marketing and consulting on the business. And then it turned into coaching now, which is like where my heart and my passion lies. Yeah. Cause it's all about, for me, it's all about helping people kind of, um, my big life mission and my vision is really helping people un unlock their fullest potential. Right. And then how I do that is just at that intersection between, you know, business strategies, marketing, mindset, and intuition. That's kind of the intersection I love to work at. Which That's includes so cool because you combine all of that because there's a lot of coaches that are like really focused in the esoteric law of attraction side. And there's a lot of coaches that are really strategic. But with you, there's like this middle ground. Um, where you're combining like the, the strategic with the universal laws and stuff. And I love that. Um, exactly. And, <laughs> so yeah, um, what is financial literacy and why is it so important for people to know about? It seems like an obvious question, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's such a good question because it's like once you can define something and become aware of it, then you can gain knowledge of it. So, you know, in essence, financial literacy is just a concept of being able to manage and build your wealth. Okay. So for me, anyway, wealth has always been an intuitive thing for me to grasp. Regardless if I was like seven years old, asking my parents for a safe for Christmas, true story, right? To put like all my allowance in, like most kids were like, give me the, I don't even know what you asked for at seven years old. And I was literally like, I want a safe. You were like, like worried about security too. You're like, yeah, oh, well, I was because I was so aware. I was like, just, it was intuitive to me. Right. And everyone has their like, no-brainer gift mm -hmm. everyone has that not just one but many but anyways point of the story is you know it was either like that or even when I was 15 years old having my minimum wage job setting up various bank accounts and like automatic processes so I could have my money working harder for me instead of the other way around right so I've always been in tune with this and so what the difference is is with financial literacy, just like anything in life, it's not enough just to know how it works, right? It's not enough just to like, oh, cool, cool. this is the definition of financial literacy, ciao. You know what I mean? We want to take it from just an ideology and bring it into a philosophy. 
So that means actually embodying the practice and discipline of understanding, managing, and building your wealth. Okay. That's why it's so important. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important because there's so many people that know a lot of things, but don't do anything with that knowledge, financial literacy included. Like we all know that we need X, Y, and Z for wealth, whatever they may be right now. Right. But we don't do yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what does um, financial literacy mean for you in business? And what does, how do you um, work with your clients um, to, I guess, uh, like build their financial literacy um, skill? So a big part of that is actually like the mindset around money. So that's actually where the financial literacy comes in is one, you're understanding that the personal brand that you're building, because that's who I work with. I work with like um, the solopreneur, the person that's turning who they are into the business, right? And so when you're building a personal brand, you're building an asset, right? Mm -hmm. You're building an asset that's going to bring you more wealth over time if done correctly. And I mean, we all have personal brands. It doesn't matter if you're in entrepreneurship or if you're working a corporate job, right? Your yeah. personal brand is an asset. So the better you can portray that personal brand, you can get the better corporate positions. You can do all sorts of things. So that's like one way, right? Yeah. I love that because it, it's a, you're kind of thinking long term um, with that perspective. I love how you're like building a personal brand is like building an asset because you're building a foundation um, and you can pretty much do anything that you want in the future with that. Like you might be someone who does like copywriting and digital marketing now, but you know, we change and our businesses change and evolve along with us. Um, so it's almost like you're setting a foundation of like, this is who I am at my core. Um, and then I can take that in any direction that I want to go. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. And so with that piece, I love how you said that, how it's like that foundation because it really is. And then once you understand that you are an asset, right? You are an asset in whatever company or job you're doing, or you are an asset as the entrepreneur who's trying to work with X type of client or whatever. When you really understand that you are an asset, you, as you are, are a value add. That mindset shift alone is the power. Here's what's interesting. I was actually like the other day I was reading a study. 62% of millennials say they're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. So sad. When they did this study, they did it over different generations and millennials more than any other generation feel the most insecure when it comes to finances. Okay. That is a mindset thing alone because you don't understand the wealth you're building and you don't understand that you are a value. You are valuable as you are. You have innate worth as you are instead of taking the job that underpays you and undervalues you, right? Instead mm -hmm. of not asking for the raise you deserve because you're afraid and you don't think you're worthy and you don't think you're capable of doing that next level job or responsibility. That's just in the corporate job scenario world. Imagine how that works as a freelancer when you're trying to price out a program or service definitely right so that's where the hook comes in with mindset does that make sense yeah and it seems like um when when people don't have that mindset of like oh i am an asset and like i'm a value add to anybody who hires me whether they're a freelancer or there's somebody who works in a business um it seems like that can kind of get in the way of building financial literacy and really leveraging your finances and understanding that your money can actually work for you. Um, because sometimes that like self-worth um, sort of like issue can get in the way of you really confronting your money. Cause like, oh, like we talked about in this series before, a lot of people equate the, their worth as a person with the amount of money that they're able to make or their worth as a business with the amount of money that they make. Yeah, no, you're totally hitting it on the head there. And that's actually like, that's something I want to talk about even a bit later is exactly that. It's, um, I, I definitely believe like what you're saying is absolutely correct. And it's, it's, it's really leveraging your gifts, whatever they are in whatever situation and really owning your self-worth as we're saying, right? 
And as you're saying, this is where it comes in. I remembered it now. It's regardless of the outcome, the outcomes and your external circumstances don't determine your worth, right? That's what you're saying. And it's exactly that. It doesn't matter if you're making $10,000 a month or $1 a month. It doesn't mean that person's better than you or more worthy than you of whatever, right? It's like really separating your ego from what's going on so that you can like make a decision regardless of like your surroundings, but um, to kind of be more in touch with yourself and what you want and like be able to build that confidence to, yeah, to um, ask for the higher paying uh, job or contract and yeah. 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 I completely agree. I completely agree. You know, and what's, what's so interesting is that it is ego, you know? And like when we, when we talk about this more, especially when we get into, you know, more of the laws of the universe and all that stuff, and especially mindset, a lot of it comes down to, am I going from a place of ego or am I not right? Fear, doubt, and worry is all an ego preserving mechanism. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many people, don't take the steps they need to or the risks they want to take, right? Because we're preserving our ego without yeah. knowing we're doing so. Yeah, and I love that. And I, I love how, um, like, we're talking about fear and, like, being able to take risks. And this kind of gets into, like, the law of attraction and manifesting side of things um, because, like, I mean, if you've been on Instagram at all, like you've probably heard about like, oh, <laughs> the universe and manifest, hold your intentions, all that stuff. Um, and I'm totally like on board with all of that. And I guess one thing that I have been um, really struggling with is something that this is one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on the podcast because it's the conversation we were having on Instagram. It's like, where does the practical side actually fit into this? Because if we're trusting the universal laws, if we're taking these risks, and if we're trusting that like we're infinitely abundant and like we can have anything we want, like where does the actual practicality come into this? And how can they kind of like not one like suffocating the other? Like how can we like marry, you know? Yeah, and that's definitely something like we're gonna go deeper into um, later on in the show. But like what I can say on that right now is like just by leveraging. So like, this is kind of where like the spiritual side and the practical side can kind of blend without going too deep into it yet is like I was saying, like if, if you're building that asset and you're totally trusting yourself as you are right now, you know, leveraging the unique gifts, strengths, passions, purpose, past experiences, current skills, bringing all of that into a beautiful bouquet of who you are, right? you're going to begin playing by the universe's rules automatically. That's what most people don't understand is they think they're doing it wrong because they see XYZ who has 2 million followers and she's a manifestation guru, whatever. And they're like, Oh, I'm not doing it the way she's doing it. So I'm doing it wrong. So I'm not manifesting. So it's not going to come my way. So they automatically, for lack of better words, cock block themselves because they're trying to do it by someone else's rules. But it's like, we're all manifestors as we are already. There's so many ways to do it. And so if you're already playing by the universal rules automatically, you're going to begin attracting bigger things into your life because you're aligned. You're vibrating with really high emotions and thoughts because you're now doing work that you actually love, which puts you in a positive state. You're feeling fulfilled and that your life is meaningful, which actually plays to one of the laws, which is the law of prosperity. And prosperity is more than just money because money is actually just an idea or symbols created by man. Money is not real. It's not real. I love that. <laughs> I know it's that, but real. I get it so much. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's kind of the, the big thing where it's like, I get why the practical side is really confusing and people see all of this woo woo stuff as being woo woo when it's really not. It's science. It's science with a different label on it. I really like how you mentioned um, just um, a big part of it is leveraging your unique gifts. I think that it really stands out because a lot of the times people go into freelancing, myself included, and they're trying to do everything and trying to just try everything because everyone's doing everything. And let me follow what this other person is doing instead of like going in um, and asking themselves like, okay, so 
what are my strengths uh, or like how can I use my past experiences to move forward um, and then all of a sudden they're like why isn't this working like why why don't I have the same results as this other person who I see who I'm totally different from um, so I think it's a really good like reality call to um, people to kind of reassess like am I am I trying to do what she's trying to do and like instead of being a little bit more true to myself and my past experiences and my strengths. Totally. You hit it right there. I love it. Yeah, everyone really does have their own unique path, um, which social media has really kind of distorted that um, and pulled us in. Um, so for, like, what I want to ask now is what are um, the universal laws that we kind of keep hinting at and how can we um, each apply those laws into our lives like in our own unique way. Like is there a template that we can kind of all like plug our own circumstances into or um, how does that all work? Yeah. Okay. Well, before we talk about the laws, like I need to like, this is the part I always get wrong. I'm like, do we preface this or preface this? Either way, there's something we should talk on first. <laughs> <laughs> something we need to chat on first before we get into these laws. Okay. So, First things first is like, once you understand, like, I, I just want to say like, I'm not, you know, a spiritual teacher in this area. Okay. So one, I agree about what you just said about Instagram and everybody and her dog being a manifestation coach and mindset coach and all these things, whatever point of the story is though, is like, I'm not a spiritual expert. I am by no means an expert in this at all, but I do want to say that by understanding these laws, integrating them into my life my work and my life i've seen massive success okay some of that success has happened overnight but some of it didn't okay and like most of that was a simple mindset shift which allowed me to work with these laws instead of against them yeah. my business coach always says that she works really hard to not work hard like you do all the work to like understand those laws and then it's just like bam like it just happens Exactly, exactly. And that's why I'm saying like, it's, it's not so much, you know, part of me even hesitates to call this a spiritual thing, but it's like, it is a spiritual thing, but it's also a mindset thing. Because once you understand all of these laws, then you're like, okay, now everything is way easier, like you're just saying, right? And so like, I guess, you know, we just want to integrate these pieces. Okay. So it's not enough to just learn them. Okay. It's the embodiment. Mm -hmm. Embodiment is so important. Okay. And that's actually where the financial literacy piece fits in with this. Okay. Because mm -hmm. knowing isn't actually knowing the way we in the modern age are taught what knowing is. Okay. Cause think about it this way. Like when modern in, in educational institutions were born, it was all about filling up people's heads with a bunch of intellectual information, right? Two plus two equals four. This is how procreation works. This is when this famous white person died. Right. But that's not actually knowing, right? Reading about math doesn't mean you know how to solve an equation. You need to sit down, practice pages and pages and pages of doing that equation over and over until it becomes innate. And then you can understand why you get to this solution, right? So the same thing is about building wealth, okay? So it doesn't, just because you're reading about building wealth or listening to all these podcasts about manifestation, it doesn't mean that your bank accounts can go boom. Just like why vision boarding alone doesn't work, just why meditating alone doesn't work, why daily affirmations alone don't work, it doesn't. Like it, that's not it. It's like you actually need to decide on the monetary goal you want to achieve and then ask for guidance from your intuition, God, universe, okay, your financial accountant, whatever, and then take action, okay, which we will go into deeper. But like that's definitely something I needed to preface or preface. Does someone know how we say that? Um, I think maybe it depends on your individual accent. I'm not sure. <laughs> like tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we understand. <laughs> yeah, because I actually say it differently in my head. I say preface. Right? <laughs> so okay, that's what I say. Like a totally different way to yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Say so cool. So bottom line. So here's, here's like 
So here's how this works. So before we go into the laws, like this is basically how it works, okay? Yeah. First, you wanna decide on the goal, okay? Get clear on the goal because, and it has to be specific. So many people are like, I want more money. But here's also the part where your neuroscience comes in because I'm an NLP, EFT, time technique, and hypnotherapy practitioner. And so what's really cool is you can take all these concepts and it's the exact same thing as like working with the laws of the universe, okay? We need to be specific with it because what happens is if you're like, oh, I want money, more money, you could easily go to walking down the street and you're going to find a $5 bill and your unconscious mind is going to be like, done. Because your unconscious mind takes the path of least resistance. So does the universe. So the universe, just like your unconscious, doesn't care if you actually meant $5 million instead of $5. If you just say more money, it's going to try and find the quickest way to get that to you. It doesn't matter the amount. Because to the universe, nothing's big. Like, you know what I mean? It makes planets and it makes suns and like galaxies. Like you think 5 million is big to the universe? <laughs> you know? So that's why we got to be specific. And with our unconscious mind, if you want to take that more neuroscience route. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so we decide on the goal. Then we think the aligned thoughts, which is where like the whole, you know, people get, they get stuck on this path where they're like, okay, but I'm, I'm, affirming every day and I'm meditating every day and still not here blah 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 okay but it's not just enough like I said to just think the thoughts we have to get emotionally involved that's the key as well with your subconscious mind as well as with the universe so that's you can see how science and spirituality are actually one okay this is all studied all studied proven facts okay mm -hmm. that's the fun part that's where the practical becomes practical because people can get behind science. People can come together through science, right? It doesn't matter what religion you are. Science is science. Two plus two equals four, right? So when we get emotionally involved in it and then when our thinking and those emotions line up, that's when you get into the frequency that everybody talks about, right? That's where the law of attraction comes in, okay? And then basically you just have to wait for the physical reality to catch up. But notice it's not just sitting in your bed, obviously. You have to take those aligned actions, right? The inspired actions. But it has to be aligned to that first goal we were talking about, right? Because we're going to get into this, like you said, the shining object syndrome that all freelancers and entrepreneurs have to deal with, especially with the Instagram day and age. Seeing everyone do this and that and you're like oh, I want to do it all right but not all of them are aligned to what that goal is so when you're taking actions off of that path then you're scattering your energy instead of focusing it right in laser focused on what you want to manifest that's why it takes time longer than it should maybe and that's why a lot of people get they get negative about it and they start doubting that it's working. And then of course it doesn't happen because you lose the emotional connection, you lose the thoughts and you lose the action. So it's not going to manifest. Mm -hmm. So um, you set a goal, a very specific goal, you get emotionally involved and then you take a line inspire actions. Yeah. That goal. And there is like a little bit more to that, right? Like, and that's why embodiment, what I say about that and why I brought it up earlier is so important. Embodiment is not a noun. It's a verb. It's a way of being fully present in your current reality. Okay, listen to this. You're going to want to read this twice. Being fully present in your current reality without future fears and hopes or past dreams and worries coming into play. What does that mean? That means in your current reality, if you're being present in your current reality, that means you're embodying the habits, the characteristics, the thinking, the emotions, the responses of somebody who already has the goal. Because that is the current reality. Because to the universe, time doesn't exist. All events are already occurring right now at the same time. It's trippy. It's very trippy, but that's the whole point where it's like the current reality is already here. 
it's already here just on a different energetic plane i don't even know how to explain it like as i was saying like i i don't i'm not a scientist i haven't dedicated my life to this i've dedicated years of learning it and integrating it okay but just think about that think about the person who has the business the freelancing business or the career at its most successful point the health you want the relationships you want whatever it may be you have to embody which is again a verb right all of the things of that person as if they already have it as if you already have it because you do already have it and then it comes in like whoosh does that make sense that's what i'm saying it takes like listeners when you're reading this rewind that and listen to that like three times until it sinks in okay does that make yeah. sense to you guys oh totally. yeah it can be hard yeah I, it makes sense to me because i i practice a law of attraction a lot yeah um, it can be when you're if you've never if you're listening and if you've never heard of a law of attraction <laughs> you think that we're like doing like, yeah, right like, now. like <laughs> i swear like we're we're not this is a real thing um and you know over time you'll start to understand it's really not that trippy it's really not that out there it's really not that complicated it's just kind of how reality works um and i think what a lot of people struggle with when they are doing going through this process is the the acting as if it's already real um because I, I think it's because there's a lot of confusing messages out there there's some people that are like Oh, like, you know, go, you would go buy that like $10,000 watch because like the money's going to come back to you. And like, you know, you have to act like you're abundant. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's really confusing um, exactly how you're supposed to be acting and embodying this like dream reality. Um, because like from your perspective, you're still not living it. So like, what are the tips and like, what's the right way to go about this? If, like, right can be used as like a loose term here well for one for one this is where i love i love that you brought up that ten thousand dollar watch thing because you know there's a lot of people especially on instagram and I, i'm not of course i'm not going to name names or even like rep what's the word for that like get down on a certain industry but for example like i i, I don't know if you guys remember this but I think it was in the news or some of the news outlets, but how influencers were going like broke because they would be doing this whole fake it lifestyle, like renting airplanes to take pictures in and all that stuff. And here's the thing. This always comes down to what did we say earlier about the ego? Of course, that's not a good idea to buy a tent. Maybe it is, but you need to check in with yourself and be like the cat that's the most successful influencer at her peak influencer-ness, whatever, let's say, would she be looking at a $10,000 watch right now? Or like, what would be her actions right now? She wouldn't be taking this $10,000 watch because like, she's way past that because she's like, that's a total superficial thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, it all depends on who you are, but if you're just buying that watch because it's a, from, coming from a place of ego, where it's like, I'm not going to get these brand deals unless I show these brands that I, you know what I mean? That's ego. That's fear. And of course, you're not going to manifest from that place. It's a very low vibrating emotions. That's like literally really dense, constricting, egotistical like emotions. Let's just put it that way. It is. You know, again, if that's coming from a place, this $10,000 watch is like coming from a place of like love and integrity and all this positive stuff, then sure. Why not? Is it financially smart? It's, I mean, that's up to you to decide based on your goals. Probably not. And so what would you say or what would you suggest to someone who is um, trying to determine their pricing for freelancing or, um, or negotiating a contract, um, what would you what would you recommend to them in uh, in relation to all of this? Well, that's like a really good question. So, what's interesting is there's actually like you know a universal law called like the law of compensation. And so, with the law of compensation, it's basically about your ability to do the work you do. How easy is it to replace you, and um, how much demand is there basically for what you do? how easy it is to replace you you're irreplaceable we just said that you're a value add you are unique like let's even bring it like it's kindergarten you are a special snowflake 
You really are, okay? So that's done. Like as long as you are being you, you're irreplaceable. If you're trying to be the next Tony Robbins, you're irreplaceable. There's already a Tony Robbins. I mean, you are replaceable, not irreplaceable. You know what I mean? Two, your ability to, to do the work. If you're committed to whatever you're doing, the corporate job, like getting the raise or, or um, your freelancing business or your coaching business, whatever, if you're dedicated to self-mastery, you can be upping those prices however much you want. Number three, um, your value, right? So the big thing here is, you know, it has to be, and here's also like where it comes with the universal laws, it has to be something that you don't feel resistance towards, okay? If you, if you want to price your packages, like of course, I always say like don't price it by the hour, price it by the transformation you're providing or the solution, right? But if you're feeling resistance, I know a lot of people feel resistance when they're wanting to charge even a thousand dollars. I remember when I was first starting out as a freelancer, charging, I would, I would try and create packages that were like a thousand dollars. And even then I was like, oh, you know what I mean? But a big piece of that is what can you do in the meantime to reduce that resistance to it? So maybe it just means downgrading how much you're charging. And in the meantime, adding on more mastery or adding in more value. So the thing is you don't want to add in more time. You just want to add in more value however you can. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love the part about adding more value instead of adding more time um, yeah. because that just reinforces the, like, the fact that you are, like, like they're, they're paying for the fact that, like, you are irreplaceable, you are valuable, and you are doing something for them that um, really no one else can do it the way that you can. Um, so I like that um, mindset when it goes into um, if somebody's feeling yeah. resistance to their pricing, like, can, like what other value can Exactly. That's exactly what it is, right? So it's like you never want to like lower your price or add more time, right? You just want to say, how can I add more value, right? How mm -hmm. can I make this like a no-brainer? And, and you're definitely right about, you know, it's really about people that we do our best work with. Because here's the thing, like, you know, I even learned this from one of my coaches. Like, we all have like a soulmate. If you are a soulmate coach or soulmate service provider, soulmate freelancer for your soulmate client right? You are the soulmate executive for your soulmate boss, right? You know what I'm trying to say? So in that instance, you're always going to be the best option if you're being who you are. You're never going to say anything wrong to your soulmate client. You might say something wrong to a potential client and piss them off and they might not want to work with you, but that's not going to be the case with your soulmate client because your soulmate client is so lined up with who you are. Like you're two peas in a pod. You're two peas in a pod. So if you can really love yourself, that's the whole thing. Like really, let's be honest. Going into entrepreneurship is a big game of self-love. That's what yeah, it is. Definitely. You boil it down and it's self-love. Self-love. So true. And that's where it's like, that's when you can remove the ego. Because if you come from a place of love, real love, unconditional love for yourself, unconditional love for the world there's no ego in that mm -hmm. I love that so it really is self-love it really is self-love it's a daily self-love practice to be an entrepreneur yeah um so what um would you recommend if somebody does feel resistance to all of this because like um like you said it's kind of like goes back to what you're saying like you can learn all of this stuff but like it's not going to help you unless you like you know integrate it and apply it um and it can be really hard um to like bring this into your actual practical reality and be like yes i'm gonna look at everything from love i'm gonna be my true self i'm gonna trust um what would you recommend to like help people and especially if if they haven't like dove into the law of attraction like they don't have a lot of evidence that it works yet like there could be resistance there. Um, so what is, what is your recommendation for people who feel resistance? Okay. No, that's perfect. And that actually like this right there ties into the laws. Okay. Because here's the thing. A lot of resistance comes down to like not knowing enough. Right. 
Because if you really did understand certain things, you wouldn't have resistance towards it. You'd be like, oh, it's a no-brainer. You know, it's almost like, I don't even know what would be a good example. Ah, I can't even think of a good example right now. It might come to me. But once we, once we gain knowledge about these things, then you can unlock the resistance. Because right now, the reason why you have resistance is because your conscious mind, you have like your critical factor, which is basically the difference between like your unconscious and your conscious, for lack of better words, okay? And so unless you are like, basically your conscious mind won't let anything in unless it agrees with a belief it already has. So if you can disrupt the beliefs or basically dismantle, obliterate the beliefs that are keeping you stuck, AKA keeping you resisting what you need to do, then you're off to the races. But we can only dismantle that once we have an awareness of what's going on and awareness comes from knowledge. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So, so let's just let's just quickly break down these laws and you're going to see through these laws how someone like these are super practical and you're going to see how you cannot have the resistance and you're going to if you're listening right now listeners you're going to see like oh that's where I've been hanging up because I've been doing this or I've been doing that like you're going to understand why things have been going a little bit difficult for you maybe we're not going to do all the laws there's that be another 2 hours but the most important ones I think that most people don't know and that get hung up on okay okay so first things first to understand is everything's energy remember how we we're talking about like how everything like time does not exist to the universe all situations are happening like at once with different realities and whatever right so everything is energy energy is omnipresent which means it's literally everywhere at all times okay so it's all there ever was and all there ever will be period Okay, so what's amazing about these laws is that they're like, because they're everywhere at all times, you're either working with or you're working against them. And nobody is exempt from this. Not me, not you, not Oprah. Okay? So if you can understand that, that you are playing to the same tune and the same laws as the Beyonce's and the Oprah's and the Tony Robbins of the world, that's also a big step. You realize that nobody is on a pedestal. It's not that because you're missing something. We all have the same rules that we got to work with. Okay, there's no back door. Okay, so as I go through through some of these cool laws, like I want you to keep in mind the law of attraction, which is the most popular law, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know I I don't know if your listeners maybe are a little bit new to the law of attraction. Let's just talk about it super quick, okay? I'm not going to go deep into it, but basically it's just the big practical piece of the law of attraction is the embodiment piece. It's being the active participant in creating your life. That's a big piece. Okay. And so you must understand that you are a co-creator. Okay. You're like a biz best, like the universe is like your biz bestie. Just think about it that way. Like literally like God, God, whatever is your biz bestie. Okay. Think about it that way. Like literally they're always there for you. Like, talk to them, get guidance from them, like bounce ideas off of them, right? So it's not just thinking positive thoughts, like I was saying, and it's not just being in a high vibe, emotional state. It's also acting on the inspired ideas, which are aligned to that current goal that you're aiming to manifest. Okay. So that's the law of attraction piece that most people don't really Get a grasp on but if you can understand that if you if you're someone that's listening right that's the really practical piece it's really just being an active participant being an active player in your life okay and then law of abundance this one's beautiful especially for freelancers entrepreneurs okay this is like our natural state naturally we are abundant and that's where a lot of people get wrong it's like people think they need to you know they come out of the womb and they have to build their life but it's actually you've already built the life like it's you already are abundant as you are okay and that's where here's the practical part daily gratitude practice okay because that helps you embody the state of abundance okay and so when you think of the word abundance and here's a really good trick for the resistance piece okay 
So if you think about the word abundance, like listeners, if you're hearing this, if I say the word abundance or wealth, what feeling immediately comes up for you and where in your body are you feeling it? Okay. If you're feeling like, oh, I feel like whenever I hear that word, I feel like, oh, I don't have enough of it. I feel like I'm running out or I feel like I only have $5,000 left in the bank and I got to hold on to it for a rainy day or something. Then you're going to continue to attract more lack and more scarcity. Okay. Or if you're hearing like, you know, if you believe that it's going to be a struggle to get, or you have to, you know, work really hard to get it, then you're going to attract ways of generating money in that way. Like you're going to generate, you're going to attract methods of difficult ways of getting money, hard ways to get money. Cause that's what you're focusing on. And that's where the law of attention comes in. So you see how these all literally roll into one another. You can't have one law without the other. And so that's why if you can get all these pieces locked in, you're off to the races. Okay. And so the law of attention here. So it's like whatever you give attention to manifests. For example, like when I was first starting, I was a freelancer. Remember when I told you I went to, was from Canada and then I went to Mexico and I didn't have any idea what I was doing, stumbled into entrepreneurship, like self-discovery, all those beautiful things. Yeah. At that point, I was so lost, like so lost on my passions and purpose. I literally thought I was like, I wasn't passionate about anything. I wasn't good at anything. I didn't really like anything, like nothing lit me up. You know, I didn't have that one thing that was my purpose. And so I was literally like, I have to find my purpose. You know, I have to find my thing. And I know that's a big thing in Instagram right now, especially with the whole niche down thing. You know, I got to find my thing. got to find my, what, who's my ideal client? Ideal client exercises. Blah, 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 blah. That tripped so many of my clients up for like a year. Tripped me up for a year. And so here's the thing, like by focusing on that lack or that gap or that void, you create it where it wasn't there before, you know? And so until you stop overthinking or having that resistance and you just focus on what you do want. Like all I did was like, okay, I want to do work I love, whatever it is. I want to travel the world wherever I go. I want to work with really cool people, whoever they are, then everything that I was perceiving as a void or a lack in my life started clicking like Lego, easily and effortlessly. You know what I mean? When I stopped looking for these things and just started focusing on what I did have, putting my attention towards it or what I wanted, then it started coming in. Okay. That's such an important law. And I think it's important to kind of re reiterate for anyone who might be unfamiliar with these laws. It basically what is being said here is that what you focus on expands, which you probably hear a lot of people say this. Um, she was saying, if you're focusing on like, oh, I don't have this, I don't know my purpose, I don't know, then you're going to keep attracting more of that circumstance. But if you're focusing on like, oh, I want to feel this way, I want to be around these people, I want to have this kind of business, and don't worry about the details that aren't there, um, then that's when things really start clicking into place. It's about focusing on, and that's like kind of the law of abundance and gratitude kind of fits in this too, the same way, is like focus yeah. on. Um, what you have and what you desire instead of like where your life might be lacking or where you perceive lack. Yeah. And I think you, I think you said it like so, you, you said it so perfectly. It is, it's like, it's not worrying about the details yet. You know what I mean? It's like you're, it's like the universe has like half the job and you have half the job. Like, you know, your job is to think of like the bigger the bigger picture, okay, cool. This is like what I want to aim towards, but it's not like you need to like have everything figured out today, like <clears throat> everything, you know what I mean? And if you do, then it's not really much of something to challenge or work towards because apparently you got it all figured out. Where's the adventure in that? Where's the life and living in that? Where's the, you know, you can't have like the really good success if you don't know what it feels like to fail. And failure, by the way, that's a whole other thing. It's not failure, it's feedback. But like, yeah, we're not going to go into that, open that can of worms. But you see what I'm saying, right? It's like, you know, it's, think of it like exactly, it's a silver lining. Like, it's a good thing you don't have it figured out. Otherwise, your life would be so boring. Your job would be so boring. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if you like made a five-year plan and then everything happened exactly according to that plan? Yeah. Like, who really yeah. wants that? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like if you already knew, like when you go to a concert, how the concert's going to go and everything that you expect and all the feelings and the sounds and why would you want to go? Or if you knew how a movie was going to end or how you knew a book was going to end, why would you read the book? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know? Yeah. I love so that. What would you so, say, yeah. Um, so what would you say the difference is between trusting in a vision and clinging? Mm, that's such a, that's a good one. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. So in my mind, that actually relates to like, I'm sure one of you know this, but like there's the law of like perpetual transmutation. Okay. Which we didn't talk about, but basically, okay. So basically we've already made clear that everything's energy, right? It's always was and always will be at all places at all times. Okay. Time and space. So this law is, is essentially saying that the energy is constantly flowing to, from, and between various states. Okay. We're not going to go too much into it, but basically what you need to know is that energy needs to flow. It needs to circulate and that it always will, whether you like it or not, okay? And so how does this come in when it comes to trusting versus clinging, attaching, okay? First, of course, we want to focus on the result that we want, and we only want to focus on that result, right? We don't wanna focus on the, all the reasons why we're not gonna get it. We just wanna focus on all the reasons we will. But where actually people get this a little bit wrong is that they end up attaching clinging to that outcome result for dear life right and so that basically is blocking the energy from flowing because the universe basically knows the best way that the energy needs to go again it's like the past of resistance okay and so by you clinging to a certain outcome by a certain time the universe is basically okay this girl's not ready she clearly needs to do some work on her gratitude she needs to do work on this 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 she's not ready to receive absolutely not ready to receive that's exactly why nfl players they get money lose it all you know someone that gets the lottery i literally like was reading the other day of this guy in the lottery and he won so much money and he gave it all away in the first year because he's like, I couldn't handle it. He's like, everybody was treating me different, blah, 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 blah. But he was blaming on everybody else, but it's internal. People are treating you different because you're expecting people to treat you different and they did and you treated yourself different. But if you act like you've already been that abundant and wealthy, you see. So it's, you really got to be ready for what the universe is going to give you. Okay. And so the best way to know, I love this practical tip. Okay. The best way to know if you're like trusting versus clinging, as you put it to your vision or to the goal you want is ask yourself while feeling where you feel this in your body. Okay. So feel where you're going to feel this in your body and ask, does my vision or this goal, maybe it's two clients next month. Okay. Does my vision or this goal seem expansive and unlimited or does it feel limited and constricting? Okay. And so if it feels whole and expansive, that means you're trusting. You're like, oh my God, this could be like, this could turn out even bigger and better than I thought, or it's going to turn out exactly how it needs to be. Whatever that outcome is. Versus does it feel limited and constricting like, oh, if I don't get these two clients this month and that must mean that I'm not doing things right. Maybe I'm not cut out for this, blah, blah, blah. You're already, you've already lost that vibe. Like you got to bring that up again. You know what I mean? So that's like one question and that's great for anything. Like literally yeah. that's just like a great intuitive question. <laughs> like literally you meeting a new guy, does he feel like expansive and unlimited or does he feel like limited and constricting? <laughs> great way to check it with yourself or like anything right like do i want to go out tonight or do i want to watch netflix what feels more expansive what feels constricting right what's a should <laughs> someone's forcing me to do this or a societal expectation right just even the same thing people getting mad at oh you're an entrepreneur and you're watching netflix like hustle build your dream that's i'm sorry that's fucking bullshit that makes me so mad that's your rule Stop putting that on other people and shaming them for enjoying their free time the way they want to enjoy it. Like literally that, that was getting me so mad when I was going around the interwebs. Like I think like a year ago, I was like, Whew, don't even get me started on that whole hustle grind. Yada, yada. Yeah. I really so like that question. too. Um, yeah. I really like that question too, because um, it allows you to really like 
get in touch with yourself. And I'm um, really trying to heal and go through like my codependent tendencies. So like any question where it's like, I am checking in with myself and asking myself, okay, like, um, yeah, does this feel, does this feel expansive and unlimited or does this feel limiting and constricting? Like that's a really great way to check in with yourself about yeah anything like pricing the way you're structuring your business the next decision that you're making um it's a fast question yes and same thing oh this even goes into like the whole niching down thing like go ahead and niche down if there's room for it but it's like don't niche down if to you it feels constricting if you want to remain expansive go for it babe you make your own rules like literally like, I don't know who made up the whole niching down thing. Like, that probably occurred, like, in, what, 2008 when the whole internet marketing thing happened? Like, I don't even know what's going on. But the point is, like, the universe has, like, these laws, and that's all you need to worry about. Everything else is a human-made rule that we put meaning to, including niching down, including pricing, everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so really, tr- like, really asking yourself and trusting. Because um, I, I was, like, a virtual assistant, so I offered a lot of different services for a long like for a long time for about uh, a year and a half or something so to me that's a long time um and that's what felt right at the time and like everyone was telling me oh you need to niche down now your services you need to raise your prices and I was just like okay wait like this is like I like I'm doing what feels right to me and (laughs) and so yeah it's also really important that even though you hear these like human-made rules as you're saying to to really um ask yourself like what feels best for you exactly and that comes like right into that whole thing of like remember at the beginning we said like decide it decides specifically on what you want and then the second one's ask like one it's ask like for sure always first ask yourself like that's where these like intuitive questions come in and then once you have your own inner authority wisdom in tuned line up like okay this is what i'm feeling this feels really good to me but let me just get a second opinion here from my mentor Maybe she has an episode like on a podcast about this, right? Just to kind of see like, okay, like, and then you can pick like, okay, this, this feels really aligned with like that feeling I was getting, right? So it's, it's not to say like, don't like, you know, cut yourself off from the world and like just my intuition, like, you know, but it's, it's being able to really just be your own inner authority, treat your you know treat yourself like a country right and it's not to say that you don't interact with other countries or you know play with each other's rules but you're very clear on your own governing laws and what 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 happens in your country the do's and don'ts because we live in a world where everybody there's like so many people that are telling you like this is how you build a business this is how you do this everyone has their processes and things to teach um, so, and it's great to like use those resources and to learn, but it has to come from a place of like, I'm very clear on what feels right to me and I'm going to follow this if it, if it feels right. And if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to, I'm going to trust myself over like this guru or this podcast or this book or whatever. Exactly. And then um, I, the, another really great question that I asked too is like, so the first one was like, is it expansive or is it limiting? And then another one is like, here's the really good one especially with resistance, because again, a lot of this comes back to ego. Do I feel like my worth is related to what happens? And here, that's where like radical honesty really comes in. Like, you know, it's just you, yourself and I, like you really got to be honest with yourself. And I think a lot of people still aren't at that place where they're like, yeah, I need to be real honest with myself here. I do. I do feel like if I don't get a client this month, I'm not worthy. I'm not, I can't make this happen. I can't do it. It's because she knows something I don't, right? And so it's really asking yourself, like, do I feel, and again, that's why it's important to actually know where do you feel that in your body? Some people feel fear in their throat. Some people feel it in their stomach. Some people even get like a twinge on their calf or something, right? But it's like, do I feel fear or worry when I think about that goal or that vision? Or do I feel excitement? That's mm-hmm. the difference. So sometimes it even helps just to get like accustomed to be like, okay, ask yourself, like think of something that's scary to you. Like maybe being in a plane and thinking about the plane, like falling, like literally, I know it's a little extreme to think about that. Get clear on what real fear feels like to you. Real fear, shark coming at you in the ocean, 
while you're swimming in like Cape Town or something like real fear. Okay. Like that's what I was doing when I was checking in on this intuition thing. I was like picturing a shark coming at me like jaws and I was like, okay, that's fear. Right. And then ask yourself, okay, what's a really exciting time that I've a specific time that I've thought about going to Disneyland, something exciting. Okay. Now you're clear on like, what do these actually feel like in my unique individual body? Then ask yourself these powerful questions. Does this feel like, am I scared of the, rea- of the outcome? Do I feel like my worth is on this outcome, like hinging on this? Then you're going to know. You're going to know because you're very aware and calibrated, essentially, your intuition. That's so important. I love that exercise. I never thought to do it before, but it's so true that yeah. fear and excitement are almost completely indistinguishable emotions like you yeah. really can't tell the difference between them um and like me coming from the theater background like stage fright is kind of like is it fear is it excitement like ugh. like you can you can if you've been ever in a situation like that where you're about to like be in front of people where you're about to be vulnerable like you can kind of see like their fear and excitement are so so similar you almost can't really tell what you're feeling mm-hmm. and so that's also the big thing let's think about pricing then for anyone that's listening, for your current pricing, ask yourself, first do that exercise. What's fear to me? What's excitement to me? Okay. Then ask yourself about the pricing. Does my pricing, think about this, asking for the sale. Does asking for $1,000 for a one month package or whatever, does that feel exciting to me? Does it feel scary to me? Whatever way it happens, you need to go for it. Because guess what? If you're scared of it, that means you should do it because it's uncomfortable and it's expanding. That means it's outside your comfort zone. If you're just going to do what's comfortable, you're going to stay at whatever level you're at. Right? So it's really identifying like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there are all of these different exercises where it's like um, you list your fears and then you like tackle your fears and face them because that's like really a growing practice and it's expansive. So yeah, yeah, I like the way that you frame it in the context of yeah, pricing or um, asking for that sale. Yeah, super. Exactly. Like even going live, like does going live scare me or does it excite me? If it scares you, go for it. That means you should do it because underneath fear is desire. Always. If you're not, Mm. because that's the thing, if it's not, because real fear is like, a lion's coming after me, right? That's what I was saying about real, true fear, life-threatening fear. Don't do life-threatening fear, <laughs> but do ego-shattering fear. That's the fear you fucking chase. Sorry, another F-bomb, but like, yeah. You can tell if it's ego-shattering fear if you're not in literal danger. Like literally, like if you're not, if your life is not at risk right now, you need to do it because you're scared for a reason. You're scared because you're like, holy blah, 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 blah. This could like literally make or break my business or this means I am going to become really visible and share my message. And that's actually what gets the clients you desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's scary is good. I bet we could go on and on talking about I know. this. But um, we can wrap up this discussion with one final question. So what is one thing that you think that every freelancer needs to know about money? Oh my gosh. Okay. So with that, oh, that's like, okay. We opened up another one. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, like, what what way do we want to go with this? Shall we start episode 19? (laughs) I know. Okay, well, let's just, let's think about this way. Like with our generation, the online world, all the things that are going on in the world right now. I think the biggest thing is investing versus expenses, okay? And especially with the online world where everyone's like preaching that you need this new strategy. Um, The people that are like, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't hire my coach. And now you should too right? Okay. Let's open up that can of worms. Okay. Because here's the thing, like whether it's a university degree, hiring the coach, purchasing the training program or course, it could be an expense depending on what goal you're working towards. And that actually ties beautifully into what we were saying about manifesting, right? It's like scattering your energy versus like streamlining laser focusing in on what you want and only what you want. Right. Sounds 
simple and obvious, but like, hear me out. So for example, I see so many of my clients coming to me with like the case of shiny object syndrome, or I'll even have clients, you know, where we're working together and then partway through working together, they begin like doing things based off of someone else's tone of voice or their sales funnel or whatever. Right. And so, like I said, remember we said like commit to a specific monetary goal if, since we're talking about money, but remember you can put this in whatever context you want, the dream boyfriend, the dream house, whatever, decide on it, ask for help first with yourself. Then if you want second opinion, whatever, then take inspired action. Okay. The keyword here is aligned, 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 aligned. Okay. So if your goal right now is to make your first four figure month in freelancing, right? And you're investing all your time into binging podcasts, right? It's totally fine. I'm there too. But like binging podcasts and articles, which are totally fine. I do them too. But if you're still not making the money you want, then it's an expense, an expense on your time because you're just collecting intellect. Like you're saying, it goes back to the whole knowledge conversation we're talking about. You're not embodying. So you're literally just expensing your time right? It would be very useful if you binge that podcast, you're like, Ooh, I'm going to go implement this now. Right. Ooh, that's an investment of your time. A very good investment of your time. Right. So it's moving from expense to investment in that sense. Right. So it's like, you have to invest your time wisely. If that's all you have, invest it wisely. Very, very wisely. Like do the necessary work. Even if that means 16 hour days in the beginning, just to build that momentum. Right instead of just collecting info, you never implement. And then you get down on yourself because you're like, why, why, why? I've been there. So been there. Right. Now let's say you're past that point. Even like, let's like, I hear so many people preaching, like we were saying about the whole coach thing. Like I'm here because I got a coach and you got to invest if you want other people to invest in you. And there's this whole, I'm sure we've heard it. Like we said, if you've spent any time on Instagram lately, so let's go with that. Let's go with that. But if you're feeling, again, remember this comes back to the whole, like, is this constricting or is this expansive, right? If you feel like you have to get a coach and then you invest in one, it's actually an expense. Why? Because it wasn't aligned. You should want to do something, not need to do something. So if you need to do something, you're working against the laws, right? It goes again. It's like the law of attention. So if you think you need a coach to get the 5k month, then you're going to manifest continual situations where you're not going to hit that goal until you get that coach. What you focus on expands. You just said it. If you think you don't need a coach or you think you can't do it without a coach, you can't do it without a coach because you believe it. It's core to who you are right now in this current moment. Okay. And so that's the big piece. So you're going to like, it's, it's deciding that you want to coach and then it becomes an investment. Okay. Because you're showing up from an empowered mindset of abundance, prosperity, support, resourcefulness. Okay. Instead of a disempowered mindset, worrying about money or whether your business will work unless you hire X coach or take X training or buy X course or implement X strategy. Like it's the missing piece. Right. So that's like the key there with that. I think that's a big thing that I really wanted to say just because of the current online environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is so important. That's, pro that's probably one of the big, biggest takeaways. Um, it's, it's either an investment or an expense. And it's based on whether you're doing it because you feel like you have to or doing it because you really want to, um, or it's really aligned with where you want to go. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Our, or like empower. Yeah, empowered decision making versus disempowered decision making. So big. So big. Yeah, because that's when you get like buyer's remorse. Like we've all been there when it's like you have a you know, you have a shit day and then you go to the mall and you blow like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars and then the next day you're like, ah like buyer's remorse, like instant regret. Yeah, because you're coming from a place of disempowerment and you are feeling horrible versus going shopping, right? Kind of going back to that $10,000 watch thing, buying the watch and acting from that empowered place of like, F yeah, like I'm a boss, boss biatch, 
whatever, like whatever your vibe is, right? But it's like, instead of being like, oh, I can't get deals or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Total, so total different energy, total different intention and purpose behind why you do what you do. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I know that our listeners are going to get so much value out of this episode. You might melt it in minds, honestly. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be excited about that. Um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. And I'll be excited to listen back to this episode later on. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun chatting. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. And so where can people find you, Kat? Okay. So, okay, yeah. So where can y'all find me? So I always hang out on Instagram. So you can find me there, Kat Arapis. That's the handle. K-A-T-A-R-A-P-I-S. Same thing on my website, katarapis.com. And that's where you can find me. Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. That sounds nice and easy. So, um, <laughs> Go check out Kat. Like all. Right. Yeah. Go check out Kat and um, let us know what you think of this episode. Don't forget to leave or any review on iTunes, all that stuff we usually ask for. And until next week, you know, have to have, go out there and do good things. Go on. <laughs> it's getting late. Fred's tired. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Aloha.